Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Tuesday morning. Supposed to be another hot day today. Thank the Lord for that. I love the um, sun and the heat and hate the cold and the rain. But I know such things are necessary. But nonetheless, I know what I like. <laughs> and uh, it be what it be. But I uh, hope everybody's doing well. And uh, good morning to all you wonderful people watching this morning. Darlene Barker, Jennifer Honeycutt, Brandy Young. Kelly Jeanette Swift, Karen Smith, so appreciate all you wonderful people this morning and supporting this ministry and uh, being getting our day started off in the right direction. Well, let's uh, go ahead and let us stand and let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All righty. Good morning, Nicole Campbell Barnett. Appreciate you tuning in this morning. Oh, I can't hardly get my eyes open this morning. So I had a hard time waking up trying to uh, get myself motivated. And uh, at this one of those days, I remember I used to work uh, at CenturyLink as a customer service rep, and we did have these meetings and such. And I mean, there'll be times I'm just like, you know, they'll be talking and I'm like trying to everything I do to fight to keep my eyes open. I feel like that's one of those days. It's just all I do to fight to keep my eyes open. But anyway, you know, it is, uh, our country is in chaos in case you didn't already know it. And, uh, you know, of course I talked about this, uh, how can I put it delicately? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be very nice. Uh, the individual uh, who's in the Olympics who totally disrespected our country and our flag, it just, um, I'm still just really heated over that, as a lot of people are. You know, uh, it just, it, it just, I'm just fed up uh, with this uh, disrespect and uh, treating our country like, uh, you know, uh, it is uh, worthless when, uh, just like it's showing this morning, this little boy. I was caught in the water trying to swim uh, to get here into this country, although, albeit illegally, you know, he, he was fighting for his life to get over here. And then you got somebody like he is that's taking advantage. But then look at she showboated. Nobody even knew who she was. She placed third. Nobody even knew who she was. Or she hadn't got up here and grandstanded, you know, and uh, trying to act like there's racial inequality. I mean, you can go back and you look at the Olympics. Look at Jesse Owens and the and the, and the cultural boundaries and things that he accomplished and overcame that would have not have happened in any other country in the world, you know, and it's just, uh, it just, it, I'm just, I'm just fed up, you know, and then, then on top of that, I was, I was looking at, uh, uh Bishop Piro had a, um, video about this, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like we're, we're in an insane asylum, people. I feel like we're in an insane asylum. Show this guy that, uh, <laughs> he calls himself, uh, transracial. I'm not making this up. Uh, uh, he is into something called K-pop, which apparently is Korean music or something, and has had $150,000 worth of surgery to make himself look more Korean. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's on there saying, I, I have struggled with my identity. I mean, he is no more Korean than a man trying to be a woman. I mean, it's just, uh, it just, it's it's unbelievable. You know, it just, it's just, you can't, you know, if you told me this five years ago, Ten years ago, I said, ain't no way. Y'all watching a sci-fi movie. To see some of this 
lunacy going on right now. And then, and then, and then the liberals, man, have sat there and, and tried everything in the world to defund the police, give the police a hard time, and because it's hurting them uh, in their campaigns, they're trying to flip the script to say it's the Republicans wanted the, the police to fund it. I mean, it's like... I just, you know, it's like breathing and lying is just is second nature to liberals. It's just, all I can say is, people, our country is in bad, bad shape spiritually. And, and it's just, uh, we need prayers like never before. Well, let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning of discussion. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Now, I'm going to read the, the King Jimmy version. Normally, I use English Standard, but I think uh, today, I just because I like the way it's worded, and it's going to look a little different to even the slide I have up here. But I'm going to read verses uh, 10 and 11 in uh, Ephesians 6 here this morning. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I've, I've hit on this before about talking about um, uh, putting on the whole armor of God. But, you know, one way we can look at this, I was reading an illustration this morning in regards to that. This is not a knife. It's a letter opener, so you don't think I'm playing with a knife while I'm talking. Um, it is, uh, I was reading an illustration this morning in regards to this. It was talking about a young boy. Uh, these, I guess, is a middle school, and these boys were getting him a hard time. These bullies were getting him a hard time, shoved him in a locker, took his lunch money, and uh, uh, he wouldn't. But the way he realized was his brother was really big and was on the football team. And what the little boy goes tells his brother, and uh, the little boy is walking up ahead of his brother the next day, and the guys are smiling and looking at him, getting ready to, to maybe try to hurt him. And then there come Big Brother, and uh, neither say they never bothered him again. When I was reading that, I couldn't help but think about uh, back when I was in high school, and uh, I was working at uh, Chess King at the Johnson City Mall. And these uh, black guys, I don't know, I, to this day, I still don't know what. Apparently, I offended somehow. I don't know, maybe it was my glorious mullet I had at the time, <laughs> or what it was. But something about me, they... Uh, didn't like, and I was trying to think. I can't remember. Maybe they might have come in and asked for a discount, and I wouldn't give it to them or something. Uh, and uh, uh, but anyway, uh, it went from one or two. I get an Amber Alert here. Sorry, but um, uh, sorry about that Amber Alert coming up. Anyway, it went from one or two guys to three or four to five. Uh, these guys, they said, we're going to get you after work. Uh, we went from I'm going to we're going to more or less fight you after work to we're going to cut you we got a knife we're going to cut you we're going to gut you we'll be waiting for you when you get off work and they kept going by when just like one or two so they kept slowly walking by and they kept pointing and said we're going to get you well you know i didn't know really sure what to do so i called my dad well what the funny thing is not only did my dad show up uh my grandfather he now went on home to be with the lord he showed up and he had a gun with him <laughs> My grandmother is there. My grandmother Mamie comes to the church. Uh, she, she, I'm sure she had a gun on her too. So you know, and uh, in fact, my dad, <laughs> he, uh, uh, he said, he said, you point out to me which ones those are, and I pointed out to him. He walked up and acted like he he tripped and ran right into him. He said he got in her face, said, excuse me, and uh, <laughs> just looked at him and went on. And I remember that night after closing, uh, I told Dad, I said, y'all need to go on. I said, I need to handle this myself. And uh, well, they sat in the parking lot anyway. And I, I come out there, there was a carload of guys. I, I think it was them. 
And I stood there and waited, and they drove off. But the fact of the matter is, I knew my dad had my back. My grandfather had my back. Just like this illustration, this little boy, his brother had his back. Why do I say all this? It's because we are in a spiritual battle. And the devil wants to intimidate us. He wants to invoke fear and intimidation. And the thing of it is, see, we have God on our side. God has our back. You know, he is there to empower us, to equip us. You know, I think sometimes we look at the, the, the whole armor of God, and we may feel the tendency to think that uh, yeah, God's equipping us, but we're having to fight this on our own or by ourselves, and nothing can be further from the truth. See, when even though we may be scared in of by ourselves and fearful in of ourselves we can have that confidence to understand that we have god on our side if we if god is for us who can be against us what can man do to me we have god on our side to give us that confidence that when we're in the midst of the battle he is there and just like those bullies see they look up and they see daddy god there beside of us then he's going to tuck tail and run. He's going to be scared because he knows a very big and mighty, powerful God is on our side, and he can no longer, and the Satan can no longer have victory over us because we have God on our side. And so we need to take confidence in that. We're not in this battle alone. And uh, you know, as I've said before, it's easy to. Uh, good morning, Amy Oaks Turner. Uh, it can be easy to um, uh, want to give up. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to, you know, you, you get knocked down so many times by the old devil. Uh, you sometimes just like, you know, <laughs> better just to lay here. So, you know, why keep trying? But we have to. And it's that, that, that God is with us and instills us with his strength. that helps us to pick ourselves up out of that mud and muck uh, to keep pushing uh, onward and forward uh, in, this, in our Christian life. And, you know, uh, I, uh, as a pastor, it's not just because I'm a pastor, I'm making it easier. In fact, it's probably harder uh, because the the battles I have to fight, uh, I have to think about, you know, not only myself, my family, I have to think about my church, my church family. A lot of things go into consideration uh, that people don't realize and understand. Uh, and uh, the old devil, he don't, he wants to attack me and everybody around me get for it because he don't like the work that we're doing. So don't look at it as any surprise, you know, that we're going to have trouble. God's word tells us you're going to have trouble. The Lord didn't wasn't shy about telling us that, but we know where our strength is at, and we know that God will give us that ability to keep pushing onward and keep pushing forward uh, in in our Christian walk. Now we look at a few things here. You know, we look at that whole armor of God. You know, we, you know I've talked about this in times past about the helmet of salvation. I'm sorry, the the yeah. Let's see. Yeah, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, uh, shod, uh, shod with the preparation of peace. And uh, so, you know, we went over that. But to look at this in a little more uh, somewhat detail, when you look at the belt of truth, uh, you know, the, the devil, you know, he wants to uh, help us to lie. You know, it. he doesn't want us to be truthful. That's why I think there's a real reason why you have to have that belt of truth, because the devil makes it too easy to lie. And uh, a lot of people say, oh, it's just a little white lie, no big deal. And, you know, to me, there is no distinction between a, a little white lie or a big lie. Lies is a lie, no matter how you look at it. And, of course, I know that is you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and that's dangerous territory, territory for any man. When a female asks them... Uh, <laughs> If, uh, if they look like they're gaining weight, or if it looks if these jeans make their uh, backside look uh, uh, enlarged, or 
you know, and, 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 and that is, or, or if a meal is put in front of you that you don't like and uh, the wife is asking you how it tastes because you know if you say uh, you don't like it or, uh, or if you're completely honest, you're, you're looking at a death sentence. And so, you know, so I understand you have to tread carefully and maybe there's ways you could word things without actually coming bluntly out and saying <laughs> things that uh, you know is going to get you killed but at the same time you know we need to tell the be truthful and honest and not uh, be deceitful like the old devil and we need to be honest uh, toward, you know hey i think it's one of the hardest areas to be honest is when you're purchasing a vehicle or and uh i'll say you bought a used car and you got to fill out the title People struggle with the, the honesty because you get sick of paying the man uh, taxes. And at tax time, uh, it's easy to want to put everything and anything you can find as uh, deductions, um, <laughs> your animals, whatever it may be. But nonetheless, we have got to do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jennifer said you get a fan thrown at you. I saw that video. Yeah, she put, y'all have to see that video. A woman made her husband uh, dinner and he complained and she threw a fan uh, at him. <laughs> That knocked him out. Uh, but anyway, okay, so we talked about the, the, the belt of truth. And you look at that breastplate, breastplate of righteousness and that helmet of salvation. Because what does the devil do? He wants you to rebel against God. You know, that's, that's exactly what he wants you to do. And so we have to put off the old self and put on the new self. I think sometimes we forget that we are a new creature in Christ Jesus, that the old man has been put away, has been, is done with. Uh, you know, it's easy to want to slip back into old habits, old way of thinking, old way of doing things, and it's tough. You know, that's one thing. When I first came into ministry, you know, I, I think a lot of people expected me to be at a level spiritually here, and I was, to be honest with you, way down here, and, and I'm probably about that much further above where I was at when I started. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I really struggled because I, I, for many, many years, I didn't live for the Lord. I was really out in the world. And I had a lot of that mentality that kind of followed me in when the Lord called me to the ministry. And I struggled with that. And I still struggle with a lot of things that uh, uh, the old way of thinking and doing things that I know is wrong. And uh, I have to really fight against that. And so you got to remember, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are no longer that person you were before you come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior. So, you know, you need to take solace in that. And because it's so easy for the devil to bring that up, look what you did, look what you said, look how you were, look how you acted, you're worthless. I mean, that's what the devil wants you to do. But remember, you are victorious in the things of Christ Jesus, so we can stand confidently uh, in Christ's imputed righteousness. And, um, you know, another thing, too, that's the one thing, when we put on that helmet of salvation, we're guarding our hearts and minds, you know, against particular things of sexual immorality, uh, corrupt talking, uh, those kind of things that... Uh, uh, to indulge in, in worldly pleasures, drugs, alcohol, those kind of things. And uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's a sin to have a beer. I'm not saying it's a sin to have a glass of wine. That's not a sin. All right? I mean, I know a lot of preachers out there who will freak out if I you know, if used to say that. There's nothing wrong with a glass. There's nothing wrong with a beer. But it's so hard for so many to abuse that you know is in to drink in excess and that's why a lot of people speak against it because it's hard for a lot of people to just have that one but then again you got a lot of fat preachers out there who can say no to one donut so you know <laughs> the plank in your eye uh, you know you need to, to be looking at yourself as well as condemning someone else uh, of what you're doing but you know and i don't drink uh, in fact i don't, I don't really do that even the old duels thing I, like i said i lived in the world for a long time and just even the non-alcoholic stuff it just it puts me in a state of mind in a place 
that I didn't like who I was at that time, and I just I just want nothing to do with it. I really don't. I just uh, I can't can't go there uh, anymore. But we've got to watch our talking. You know, it's easy to to lose your cool and say things you shouldn't, and uh, so be careful. Uh, the you know, be mindful of not doing the dirty jokes or or cursing. You know, we have to, that's why we have to put on that that helmet to guard our hearts and minds. Uh, and then we have the shoes of gospel of peace. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that Satan hates is the good news of, the, of, of Christ is forgiveness, what he has done uh, to because what he wants to he wants he wants to cause division. And so we we are called as Christians to go out and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, and it's like this morning and I was looking at an article. Um, oh, it was about that uh mental patient uh, who's trying to be Korean. He, he speaks in English, but he, he identifies as Korean. I, I guess I'm going to identify as a, a seven-foot bodybuilder and uh, dare anybody to, uh, to to defy me that I'm not. Uh, I mean, really, that's the same kind of lunacy. Uh, it is, uh, you know, they put underneath there about, um, well, how was it? Uh, they, oh, that's what it was. They said they need Jesus Christ is what somebody commented underneath there. And they're right. If he wants a new identity... Uh, he can only find that through Jesus Christ, and uh, you wouldn't believe uh, the the nasty, evil uh, comments put underneath there that there was no God and that uh, uh, that's that's a mental disorder. And it's just man, you see the level of how lost these people are and how they deny God and their wickedness is evident. And guys, man, we've got to get out there and spread the gospel. But I, I, you could tell the old devil has really blinded the eyes of so many because I have never seen such such blatant, blasphemous things that people have said. Used to, people might have thought some pretty bad stuff, but they would never said it openly and publicly, and now they don't care. And, but we still don't neglect. We have a, a job to do to share the gospel. Then we have the shield of faith. And we look at that shield of faith. You know, it is... Um, uh, you know, Satan, he wants to, he wants to stir up fear. He wants us to retreat. Uh, you know, he wants us to, uh, uh, to tuck tail and run. But see, that's why we have that shield of faith. We have that hope in Jesus Christ. We know where our hope is at. We know where our strength is at. And, uh, we draw close to God. He'll, uh, he'll draw close to us. So we take up that shield of faith, it, it field of faith and not shield of face, but shield of faith. And, uh, and so we embrace uh, what, he, uh, what God's word said in Revelation. Do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. But be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. We do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. We rest knowing that even if we die for Christ, we shall forever live with Christ. And um, so those those verses I just quoted are Revelation 2.10, Matthew 10.28, and John 11.25-26. through 26. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, of power, of love, and a sound mind. We know we have to you know use that shield. The old devil knows how to use those fiery darts, and he wants to bring you down. And then finally, we have the sword of the Spirit. And again, uh, it is uh, when we uh, mess up, he wants to uh, heap that shame and condemnation upon us. And, uh, and he wants to try to bring us down. But that's why we use. We have to only be offensive, but we have to be defensive. And we have to cut to the quick. That's why the Word of God is sharper, powerful than any two-edged sword, piercing the soul and spirit. And so that's why we have to use that to fight. And the only way you can do that is studying and reading God's Word each and every day. We have to use that sword to fight back. How do we do that? By just what I was just doing just now, quoting Scripture, 
So when the devil tries to get in your head and tries to start tearing you down, that's when you can use the sword of the spirit and strike back and strike him down and keep pushing forward. Because we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Remember that. we wrestle. We, it, is, it is a spiritual battle, and we have to use that sword. And you've got to know your weapon. And you've got to use it well, and you have to use it effectively. So, my friends, we are in this battle. Sometimes, you know, growing up, if a lot of you all probably grew up in church like I did and uh, used to see in the uh, Roman soldier uh, armor that was on uh, many of the uh, classrooms. And uh, that's a good illustration. But God fully arms us and is far more advanced than the, the, the simple Roman soldier that we have, may have seen uh, and, uh, growing up. And so don't be afraid and don't feel like you are weak. We're, the devil don't want you to realize how very powerful we are through Christ Jesus. So pick up the sword, my friends. Pick up the shield. Put on the armor. Let's get out in there and let us fight and realize that you are victorious. Only the devil wants to make you feel like you're a loser. And I tell you what, sometimes he does a pretty good job of making you feel like a loser. But we know where our strength is at. So don't give up. Look up. Put your hand in the nail-scarred hand and keep pushing forward, my friends. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for us to come together and uh, to meet and study this morning. Lord, help us uh, each and every day to put on that whole armor of God. Help us to realize our mission and what's at stake and what we need to do. And Lord, help us to spread the gospel message. Help us to fight back when the devil attacks. Lord, help us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And Lord, let us serve you well with heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Lord, resume watching this morning that doesn't know you. Let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with our president, vice president, our leaders of this nation that have come to know you for it's too late. Lord, I pray you be with all those. There have been so many in our church who have uh, been dealt a hard blow of loss. Uh, several women whose mothers have passed away, uh, Mrs. Lynch's uh, sister and aunt passed away. Be with these individuals. Give them strength. Give them peace and comfort during this difficult time. Lord, I'd always, as I pray every morning, I pray to be with Ron Thompson, Roger Winters, and Wendy Lee, and Kim Pennix, and, uh, and I pray that you'll be Ginger Hood and Troy and so many others, Lord Jesus, and that you will, uh, that your will be done. And Lord, be with this little girl, Daisy Side, uh, that we were praying for Sunday evening. And Lord, that this brain swelling go down, that you'll bring her to full and complete health. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always an honor and a pleasure to get to do this. Hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.